0: And welcome to Down with the Browns. And welcome back to another episode of Getting Down with the Browns, baby. You're here with your hosts KFC, Mac the Buffalo, and Maddie G. Manny Maxwell has actually fell inside the crock pot and he cannot get out. So that's maybe, unfortunate.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, got lost in the sauce. Yeah, he Uh-oh. did. He tends to that tends to happen to him. Thoughts and prayers to our guy. I mean, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I mean, Mac point out oh, the stoic chart at the show. Kevin Safansky is a better looking Freddy Kitchen. Do so you know what, Mac? You're correct. And I also want to say, who told you that? Who told every, all these listeners on this podcast this week too. I don't know. Who was that? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Matt, can you guys right remember?
2: Face. We laughed right. It was me. It
1: right. was me. You know.
2: pink slip ready. It was written in felt. It was written I was, in felt pen, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I, I told everybody week two that Kevin Stefanski was a fraud. That he was born on third base and acting like he hit a triple. That with that one of the most loaded rosters in the NFL, what was he but a fraud? And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? After the Cleveland Browns had played 13 games this year. It looks like, once again, Matty G hot takes after he was called a madman and dragged through the mud. People making fun of his football acumen, calling him a moron, too young to understand what was going on. But after 13 games, it looks like that the football guys have shown once again that Matty G hot takes was correct and that Kevin Zafanski is a fraud. So I hope your apology is just as loud as the disrespect was. Well, I,
2: I mean, you, you know, it, it's, it's just kind of wild to me um, considering the fact that just how lost everything looks, um, especially on Stefanski's side of the ball. Now, don't let the, you, you know, what production was there fool you. you. You know, what's the difference? If you were to just simply put a bag over both guys' heads and just kind of, like, look at their season, you know, overwhelming talent, um, just weird stuff schematically on offense – and just a ton of penalties like yeah. it, it, like what what were, it, it, it's just so like disorganized and just even the little details with some of these players i mean you can look on the film a great example yesterday was mike woods was supposed to down block oh god a, a, what was it a fourth and one Cam- with the yeah i think it was on camera, one, one Taylor.
1: Yeah.
2: Instead of stepping outside to seal that gap, um, y- you know, to basically, it, it, because at that point you're creating a wall, right? So you just have to make sure that you're pretty much shoulder to shoulder with the next guy to you, uh, you know, on the, whether that's a, I, I believe it was a tight end. Um, I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. it, a- anyway, you know, he, he stepped right instead of stepping left. It's the little details like that. It's, um, you, you know, they, you know, the, the DB room wanted to talk all week, but uh, we didn't really see any of that on the field. I mean, granted Denzel Ward did have a big hit, but John Johnson is still trailing tackles and, you know, excuse my language, half-assing things in, in my opinion, because I, I, I don't, I don't really want to necessarily sit here and just say, oh, you know, well, I just physically, he's a half a step slower than every single receiver on the Bengals. I, I think that's a bit unrealistic So I I I don't I don't blame you. It 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 just everything to me right now, and just looking yesterday, it just looks dysfunctional. Talented, but dysfunctional.
0: You mean to tell you what happened yesterday? The Bengals wanted the game more. They have hit their stride. They are looking for a Super Bowl return. That's what I saw from the Bengals yesterday. That tell me they haven't hit their stride.
1: They, oh, just
0: yeah, but the they just that- I, let me talk let you I let, okay. let you go. They they just beat the the Chiefs. Probably, arguably the best team in the NFL. Okay. They beat the Chiefs by 3. They come in What is the knock on Joe Burrow been before this week? Can beat, beat the Browns. They were locked in to get that win for their quarterback. They knew the Browns haven't been as good as they were expected to be this year and rightfully so week second week of Deshaun Watson Watson looked a lot better going in from last week into this week but you could still see the he's still getting acclimated to game speed but I, I'm not on the fire Stefanski train you guys can say what you want I'm not firing the dude given what I mean the Bengals are one of the best teams in the AFC I know we thudded them a couple weeks ago they were without their man DJ reader and I didn't think that that would be as big of a <laughs> impact as it was. I mean, he ate Froholt and the guards all game long, stopped Nick Chubb, and took what Kevin Stefanski's game is known for away. And when you can stop Nick Chubb, I've never seen Nick Chubb get stopped like that, ever. Usually, I mean, they'll hold him for a half, and then he'll break out in the second half.
2: Yeah, but how many, how many how many sweeps out of shotgun did we see? You you know, you were, you could see it on film all game. The offensive line has had trouble and the center's the weak point. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, they, they don't look the same since, since Ethan Fletchick went down. We've all talked Mm -hmm. about this. Uh, My problem is, is just where, where are the adjustments? Why don't you have Chubb run, um, you know, more downhill concepts? Uh, you, You know, the screens turned out they're working. Maybe run a little bit more of them. Maybe instead of. You know, running uh, like a sprint out with a quarterback that has had problems with his footwork last week. Like, there's there's things that he still could have done, or at least or the fourth to. and one call.
1: Hear me out.
0: Hear me out on that fourth and one. Oh moment. no, we'll talk with, about
2: that later. We'll no, talk, no, no, we'll I, talk. I, I I'm, gonna, talk I'm not even going
0: to talk about Brissett going in on that. Did you guys feel that that was Mark Short? Because
1: I felt like it was, and uh, I feel like uh, we got mm. Mark Short a couple times yeah but like also keep in mind I mean like the yeah, NFL is a political game you're not gonna get any calls from the officials with kind of the with Watson putting like dragging through the mud like I think it was number seventy three in the Bengals. I think I caught caught I don't know kept maybe like I was just to say six seven eight false starts where he it wasn't even close I will say uh, that your uh, your boy jed also got away with a bunch of false starts he did um, oh
2: he's been doing that for weeks yeah
1: yeah. I will like, and that's another we're talking about this. Um, I think at the end of the season, I think screw moving Jeff Wills to right tackle. I think he outright cut him. And at this point, he, what is he doing for you? I mean, uh, it, thing, I, I'd see them trading him before they'll cut he, him. That cap, he, leads, that he, he, he leads the league and just standing there, um, and watching guys as he's supposed to be blocking. He just every every drive, there's just a play where he's just standing there watching someone behind him. He's not even trying. And I, I don't know. I as I'm watching something, KFC. Do you hear this? it's odd oh something, my God. something
0: something what is distance.
1: that noise Dude, oh no it's angry the buffalo herd.
2: <sighs> oh. hey browns fans don't jog to the bar and attempt to get an early seed it's not worth it you walk in profusely sweaty and the bartenders tr- call you track star for the next three hours this is max with the buffalo herd <laughs> Snap, snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity as the Browns' two-game win streak falls through, losing to the Kentucky Bengals 23-10. to One of the biggest frustrations during the game was head coach Kevin Stavansky choosing to put in Jacoby Brissett on a fourth and one. Just to watch him overthrow a wide open wide receiver downfield. Stefanski was asked about it, to which he replied, "With the analytics department determined, it was easy. It was the easier route and the smarter choice. As we tried to advance the ball just one yard. After the game, officials were advised by the analytics department to have the team plane land in Pittsburgh and travel an additional three hours home via bus. One of the biggest reasons for the Browns losing this game." where they they were penalized nine times for a total of 98 yards. Most, if not all of these flags stalled offensive drives and led to points for the other team. Kevin Savansky was clear after the game stating, we don't coach penalties. Well, hard to say they really do any coaching on the offensive side of the ball as the Browns have scored one TD in the past two games. During the game, Browns kicker Cade York was visibly visibly upset after not given the chance to attempt a 67-yard field goal. This makes sense as the greatest kicker of all time, Justin Tucker, has yet to make one of those from that distance, and Cade has lost the team three games, missing attempts half that length. Speaking of the Ratbirds, next Saturday, Baltimore travels into town as the Browns hope to keep their 0.4 playoff chance... (laughs) Wow, we still have a chance. Okay. Uh, so you're saying there's what likely, a chance. <laughs> Will likely be without their star QB, Lamar Jackson, to backup Tyler Huntley, leaving undrafted rookie Anthony Brown to start. This doesn't really change anyone's nervousness considering the game, <laughs> considering the Browns already lost to a QB who completed only seven passes. This is Mack <laughs> Let's go.
1: Did Anthony Brown go to Florida? That I don't. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I because like I've heard that name before. Uh, again it's a common name. But, like yeah. I've heard that name before.
2: He was. He's in a drafted free agent too. Like if they.
0: I'm not for sure because I know last year it was Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson last year at quarterback and before that was coming.
1: Maybe he was a grad transfer. I don't know. Pro yeah, they get to of Kyle Trask. Is he from Oregon? Yeah, he's Anthony right. Yep, yeah, he's from Oregon. Yep, I that makes sense. I remember. Uh, so I remember the guy that name from uh, Herbert. Yeah, he's the guy. He beat Ohio State
0: last year, so I remember that. Uh that's. Oh. Gotcha, you, gotcha, gotcha. but okay. So <laughs> let's let's just recap the game. It wasn't a pretty one, not at all. Um, oh, it was awful.
1: Yeah, it, it was, was awful. not good.
0: It was awful. But let's. Let's talk positive, because that's what we need right now. I know there's doom and gloom, but we need that tad bit of positivity.
2: Where? There, it, where? Where? Where, dude? I, you mean I to tell you guy, where you like,
1: saw it? You mean to tell you? I can see. I, People's jump. I was going to say, DPJ is trying to come out into his own, even though that drop on fourth and goal was unacceptable. I mean, that was yeah. a dime. By Watson, and the one thing I will say is, I thought you can see some glimmers of why you paid two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed for Deshaun Watson. He made some throws. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, that throw to DPJ right before the pick was one of the most impressive throws I've ever seen. Um, and down the sideline, like I could, like I swear to you, whenever he scrambles, the, um, whenever Deshaun scamp- scrambles, the field seems to get wider. I don't know how it is, but he seems to just dance along the sideline, side sideline like a tightrope. He picked up at least one first down, if not two first downs. Or I thought for sure he was going to get pushed out of bounds after a one or two yard gain, and he still, still advanced the ball eight or nine yards after that. That's just pure talent. Granted, you still saw some things from him that we showed some rust like that uh interception he threw to he was targeting out of people's jones if you watched the play art that jake trotter tweeted out i think it was jake trotter you could see DPJ streaking across the middle watson waited just a hair too long to oh, oh yeah, wow. it gave, yeah it gave jesse bates enough time to recover and jump the route but overall like you could see like but you saw improvements from watson like he mm. let them down the field numerous times like overall like I would say that's probably 50 or 60% of Deshaun Watson that we're going to get of who we hope to get. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, like you, there was legitimate improvement in Mac. Like, I think you can see his footwork improved. He seemed to have a little bit more confidence, especially that first drive. He was slinging the ball. He got them down into scoring position very, very quickly. They were the 25 yard line. That's what made that fourth and one play to me so infuriating. Watson was cooking. He was three for three on the drive and picked up another 15 yards with his legs. Why would you not let your star quarterback try and pick it up? And they were running that very creative triple option with like him, Kareem, and Felton a couple of times. Chubb was in there as well don't know why they, they seemed to come and it was working. They had kind of caught the Bengals off guard and they seemed to completely move away from that for the rest of the game. And that's the story of the Stefanski era. Like even go back to the Packers game last year, they were running the ball down the Packers throats and they just stopped. They just stopped running the ball and handed it over to a QB who threw four interceptions on Christmas day. Like that is where my issue with Stefanski is Stefanski calls the game he thinks should be happening, not the game that's happening. That's my diagnosis of the Stefanski era.
2: I yeah. I agree. Um, and you know, before I absolutely completely uh, obliterate that terrible fourth and one call, I'll say this: the read option and the play action, it was humming yesterday. And you know, I, I mean, look at the first couple throws of the game. It was it was play action and wide rec- the wide receivers are open.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The you know, it eliminated mm-hmm. the pass rush. Uh, I mean. For, those times that Watson was sacked, it was just simply he held to the ball too long.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, and that comes with it as well, because, you know, he made some plays where, you know, he extended it. He gave his wide receivers a little bit more time to get open, which is great. Um, and then in terms of the read option, you know, every time that he pulls that ball, it's, it, it, I don't, I don't know. Um, like what he averaged over five yards of carry. Obviously there was like, um, you, you know, there, there was a, you know, median and, um, in terms of, in terms of data, but it almost seemed like a five yard carry every time that he pulled the ball, it was, it was crazy to see. And it just adds something onto your offense. Now
1: he was close to breaking one too. And the first quarter, he was really close to breaking one.
2: If he didn't, I mean, if he didn't get tripped up, he looked like he was gone. Now Mm -hmm. with that being said, that fourth and one call was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And in terms of like so many levels, so personnel level number one, you have the quarterback that you paid 230 million, and he showed you earlier on the drive play action, oh well, you know works a little bit. Like he can you know he, he can get his feet set and he can deliver a good ball. and he's shown that early early on in the game when his foot work, when its footwork is good, he can deliver the ball. So you take him out and you put percent in. Okay. So it's fourth and one with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. How many yards do you need? You need one yard. Why no. is your, yeah, one yard, one yard. That's, that's three feet. That's, you take three rollers, you know, and you, you go one, two, three. Three feet, one yard. And what do you do? You bomb it down the field. Now, not only, and I can understand people are saying, oh, well, it's just a play call. You know, if they got it, he would have been a genius. Statistically, he, they weren't going to get it. Jacoby Brissett has not been good this season on throws more than 10 yards downfield. And it's been statistically proven. So I have right here in front of me his last three games. So intention, intended air yards, meaning when he's throwing the ball, how far on average is that ball going? Like how far is he attempting on average? So the past three games, 9.2 yards, 8.4 yards, 11.4 yards. So now I'm going to go through in terms of what was actually completed. So you have, the te- you, you have you know, his intended. He's trying to push the ball downfield, right? So here's the average yards um, in terms of the throws that he makes that are completed. 5.9 yards, 5.3 yards, 4.7 yards. So not only is, is it not, you, you know, you're not, you're not passing the film test. You're not like they preach all these times about like analytics and stats and they just don't yep. want to follow some of them. And I, I just don't understand it. You think that you're the smartest guy in the room because you're running play action. But the reason why you think that is because you're the only person dumb enough to do that. That's the thing. It, it's not the, it's not the play action that bothers me. It's not the deep shot that bothers me. It, it, it's not that, you, you know, Watson's, uh, you know, on the bench. It's the, like all of it together. It's so bad on so many levels yeah. where you could have literally just tried one under other thing and it would have been better. And, you know, yeah. it's not because and as as much as I want to just say, take the points, kick the field goal, because, mm-hmm. you know, by going, by doing something so dumb on fourth and one, that offense is trotting back and here's what they don't incorporate and here's what stats can't calculate the disappointment in terms of an offense running out there and then coming off the field with no points at least when you get a field goal it's just like hey you know we did something we're putting points on the board we're getting somewhere you you know we just gotta we gotta keep going we'll break through but when you keep coming off the field with zeros and you're not scoring anything it it does something for team morale and as crazy as that sounds
1: it, I feel it's a real thing in the NFL it you is. need to get momentum. Momentum's yeah. a real thing. Lanto. And I know for sure. I, I know KFC you love Kevin Zafanski. I don't understand why. Um, but I think if you look at the situation, these are patterns. And these and I'm not trying to chew my own horn and like pat myself on the back, but this is something I pointed out in week two. If you notice, he doesn't really seem to improve, he doesn't really seem to learn from his mistakes. Let's be honest here. Have we ever truly seen him customize a game plan to an opponent? On offense ever. That's one game. That is one game. Bengals earlier this year. Uh, outside yeah. <laughs> of the Nick Chubb direct snap, I would not say that at all. He has the same yeah. kind of basic game plan. Maybe maybe in the Tennessee game because they took a little bit more shots and they tested the secondary. I mean, I'll give you KFC. Like in both those games, there's a couple more like trick plays added in. Have they attempted outside that horrible Amari trick play against the Bengals? Have they done anything sort of trickery this year at all? Anything creative? Uh, no.
0: Jet sweep to Schwartz.
2: Yeah,
1: the 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 reverse.
0: Yeah, the uh, reverse.
1: You know. I wouldn't even call that a trick play though. They're not having like Jarvis threw four passes to Vansky's rookie year. Uh, yeah, but we don't year. have that
0: guy that can make those throws that are it's like that plays a skill position like we did with Jarvis and Odell. Maybe Njoku. Let's
1: try something with Njoku. Uh, they, has they, he they ever, my, I know like my, when we
0: drafted him, he'd only played like a couple years of football. So I d I don't even know if he's played quarterback. Like I know like Jarvis played quarterback in high school a little bit. Odell played a little bit. So, I mean, they kind of knew how to throw a football and, like, they could sling it, you know? So that's why you saw a little bit more trickery with them. Like, I don't think we have that in our skill position players like we did last year, that
1: makes sense. But I guess, but even then, like, if you look at, like, the game plan and that type of stuff, it's always the first drive. He's the king of the first drive. He is, if you notice, the outside of the game in Houston, the Browns come out a blazing like gangbusters on the first drive. Cause that's what this plays that they script. He's a solid play scripter, but he's a poor in-game play caller. He doesn't seem to make adjustments. He doesn't hold guys in his coaching staff accountable. He's not like, he's too mild manner of a head coach. Like he's, he's not a head coach. He's a coordinator. Like you can like KFC. You can see here and say that, Oh, you know, like I'm being too hard on Kevin. The Braves have lost seven of their last 10 games. Like if you go through and like, look like eventually you have to start looking at the common denominator between how, no, I, I get
0: it. I mean, Kevin's not been the best play caller. I'm not going to sit here and act like he's the best coach ever. He's not like but I that's mean, what
2: he's here for. He's here for play calling. De-
0: yeah, I'm, I'm the, not he has,
2: that he hasn't touched the defense. Special teams has been a mess. For yeah, but the the, three years so, he's been here. So, so KFC, been here
1: he could be like he could, I, yeah, I'll be he, honest he, and say he, he's he, our he, version. Of, he's our head coach version of Baker. Baker got the franchise out of the mud, but you knew that he was never able to take them to the promised land. If he would, if he was able to do that, he would have been able to beat Chad Henney in the uh, in the AFC Divisional round. And I think you're seeing that with Kevin Stefanski right now. The past two seasons, he's been asked to elevate the talent around him with his coaching and schemes, whether it be due to injury or whatever. And has Kevin Stefanski done that? No, no, he has not. So why, if there's even a shadow of a doubt that Kevin Stefanski is your guy, let's even if there's one member of the front office that thinks Kevin's not our guy, why keep him next year and ruin not only Chubb and Miles' prime, but Adam Watson's prime? Cut so ties, here, move how, on, and go find somebody nah,
0: else. I'm, I'm not firing him. I think down the stretch, I think he's going to be a good coach. Hear me out. You keep him next year, you bring in a proven defensive coordinator, a guy like Mike Zimmer, who has oh, yeah. actually coached a team. Mike Zimmer's, and, no, Mike
1: Zimmer's not coming. Mike Zimmer's not coming back into coaching. That, that ship sailed.
0: You get a guy like that. Get a Brian Flores on the defensive as a defensive coordinator. He's not hiring Brian Flores. Just hear me a guy like that's what I'm saying. You get a guy with proven that has coached before. If Kevin Stefanski is not your guy, you'll be able to tell by week four, week five next year. You fire him, and then you put you promote that guy. I'm
2: but who's to say that he doesn't fall on the sword once again for Joe Woods?
0: He's yeah. not. There's no way they like, they bring him back next year. There's no way. No way.
2: I, I don't know, mean, man. It, 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 d- does this kind of coaching staff kind of just, just seem to just have excuses kind of for everything? Right? Yeah, and just uh, the, the answer is, oh, well, you know, it's, it, it's not that simple. But here's the thing. If the Browns' defense was actually coached well yesterday, they would have beaten the Bengals.
1: Yeah. The Bengals didn't injuries. play that great. The they Bengals didn't, didn't play have that well. T. Higgins. They didn't have Tyler Boyd.
2: They didn't have Tyler Boyd because he left, like, three plays in due to a hand injury. And, you know, there wasn't a single time yesterday where they double-covered Jamar Chase. There wasn't a single time. Ask, ask any legitimate coach in the NFL that understands de- defensive concepts and they will do what Belichick does to people where make the other guy beat you because here's the thing look at, look at Chase, Jamar Chase's stats and everybody else's so here's, here's Chase right here 15 targets, 10 receptions 119 yards and a touchdown right. so here's everyone else, everyone else including tight ends and running backs and anybody that catch the pass 8 receptions, 120 yards and one of them was on a BS flea flicker.
1: Yeah, that was annoying. I mean, once once I saw the once he saw the ball get pitched back to Joe Burrow, you knew it was gonna be a touchdown. You knew that defense wasn't gonna be yeah. was gonna get completely full. And the thing is, like KFC, like it's admirable how much you're trying to defend Kevin. You know, it really is. But you gotta understand, man, your heart's in the wrong place. Like if you if we're being completely honest here, and the reason why he's not hiring Brian Flores, let's go back to the report that Watson and Brian Flores wanted to team up. Why would Stefanski hire potentially his replacement? If we're let's if we're, we're going to be completely honest here, yeah. give me one good reason, good reason why Kevin should keep his job. One good legit reason that's not continuity. This continuity is a kind of a
0: BS reason if it's not working. Well, he's not had his franchise quarterback yet for like yeah, longer has. than
1: two games. Yeah, yes, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I just saw Kyle Shanahan yeah, when beat, yeah. beat yeah I just saw Kyle Shanahan beat the goat 35 to 35 to 7 with Brock, with Purdy. Brock
2: Purdy with with yeah. undrafted a drafted quarterback a dude that was literally they call him Mr Irrelevant Exactly that that's his nickname that's what And he scored 3 touchdowns yesterday as, Okay
0: like cool the defense locked up defense looked great
1: They scored Kyle 35 five hands- points They court, scored they scored 35 yeah. points
0: Yeah the, Yeah. The, the, they locked down on defense too I mean, I watched Ooh, them. That's sweet. Yeah,
1: but they still scored thirty-five points. You can't win every game thirty-five to thirty-five. Let's also let's also look back. Mike Vrabel, Ryan Tannehill is really not that good. Let's be honest; he's really not that good. He was awful last year. Yet the 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 Titans were still the number one seed. Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, that he's okay. Ba- that division is that division has some. That division is a little under a little bit better than you think it is because the Colts. Always kind of come to play. The Jag I mean, look at the Jags. They got the, the Jags will come out of nowhere, and the Jags always winner one or two games yeah, at the and Trevor Lawrence has
2: been on a tear.
1: Yeah, he has. And Trevor I Lawrence has looked against. a lot better. Now, Grant brought up a great point. If
0: Pittsburgh does fire Mike Tomlin, throw everything I've ever said about Kevin Stefanski, you better fire him on site. Not, you don't even fire him in a meeting. You send him a Snapchat or a text message. You give him The pink slip, the Matty G pink slip, and you go straight to Pittsburgh, straight to his house. You kidnap him. You bring him to Cleveland, put him in a vault somewhere, and he's not walking out unless he's signed by the Cleveland Browns.
2: And that right there is telling you that Kevin Stefanski isn't the coach for the Cleveland Browns. No, I
0: think Mike Tomlin's that good of a coach. Now, yeah, but no, listen, listen, listen. I'm the only way I'm fine with firing Stefanski at the end of the year is if there's a bona fide coach that you can go find like a Mike Tomlin.
2: But why? What's the argument of keeping Stefanski here? It's for the offense. Yeah. You know, if you're willing to hire just any other coach to come in here and do this, that means that.
1: Mike Tomlin's value isn't
2: that great. Mike Tomlin right now has Matt Canada, who is easily the most made fun of coordinator in the face of the NFL right now. It's literally a meme about how much like like Steelers like you think you think we're bad about Joe Woods. Those guys over in Pittsburgh, they are relentless about. They would stab
1: Matt Canada (laughs) in a dark alley if they had the chance. Yeah. Like that tells you KFC that he's not that he's not the he's not the coach for you. Like I'll tell you right now, there's a couple already a couple coordinators that have been like kind of talked about in head coaching circles that I'd be interested in. Like DeMarco Ryan, uh, defensive coordinator for the Niners. And you see what Robert Saleh is doing with the Jets Kyle Shanahan produces great assistance at a, at a high level. Robert Sallas got a ball with the Jets, Mike McTean with the Dolphins. And it's not Jonathan. even Stefanski's
2: offense. The only it's Gary thing, Kubiak's. It's the, Gary Kubiak's offense. It, this isn't a brand new thing. See, the
0: thing it, is, is, know, is, I, I just want to see, I want to see Deshaun and Stefanski. I want to see them throughout the remainder of the season. That's all I want to see. And if they click by the end of the year, then extend them. If they don't, if we don't, if we go. I said this in the group chat earlier. I said if he's 7-10 and 10 at the end of the year, that's it. That's That's gone. If we're 8-9, and nine, I think he saves his job.
2: The only chance that they have is Ethan Poche
1: coming back and then the run game being at With full strength. F- he should be I, back. I fully expect him to lose to Baltimore on sa- on Saturday. I think he'll lose to Baltimore. I think, and, I think, and I think they'll lose to the Commanders, too. I think they'll get molly-watched by the Commanders. That Commanders' defensive line is going to eat the Browns' offensive line for breakfast. Montez Sweat. Joe Woods came from the 49ers, but Joe Woods was a def- was a defensive uh yeah, backs he coach. was there for a year. He wasn't he wasn't part of the Shanahan yeah. system where Mike McDaniel worked for Kyle Shanahan since he was the wide receiver's coach for the Browns, yelling at Johnny Manziel on the trick play. Like that's not you can't say the same thing about Joe Woods. And Joe Woods yeah. was also a failed defensive coordinator with the Denver Broncos. Fun fact the Broncos defense got better after Joe Woods lost. After Joe Woods left. Food for thought right there. So nice try, but Again, I, I get what you're yeah. going for, but you can't compare the same way that you can with Robert Sala, some of these other guys. It, like,
0: I, I I'm see, that's the thing though, is I just want to see why we brought Watson in and why we brought Stefanski. I want to see them mesh. I want to see the franchise quarterback play within Stefanski's system just a tad bit longer. I want to see if they can have a promising future, you know, carry into next year. But why do like we you have said to momentum keep
2: waiting and see. Though you, you know what I mean, like Wait, why? why isn't like it- like Matty G
0: said before the season, he said this is pretty much a preseason for next year. I remember him saying that
1: earlier. Why?
2: Why night. is that the mentality? Why don't you empty your pockets? Why don't you put everything on the table?
1: I, Dude, I don't I, understand it. Like I, I, I here's the thing: is is like KFC. If we're being completely honest here, ever since the Jets game, which was a complete and total colossal failure that's mostly on coaching, Kevin Stefanski has had the chance week in and week out to kind of make up for that. And he has not done so. And if you continue to kind of look at the situation, the issue is coaching. And yeah, I get Gr- not.
0: Grant brought up a good point. He said if they lose to the Ravens on Saturday, he's packing up the stuff on Monday. I, I agree to that. I <laughs> agree. It, like, yeah. there's no way. There's no way that undrafted, they're going to
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah if you, you know, undrafted QB. See, that but that's going the up thing. Against, it's, yeah. I,
0: I think, the, I think so. they'll start to get it together a little bit over the next <sighs> few weeks.
1: I'll tell I tell you right now, I don't think we're making a Ravens defense—that's out. Ravens defense is—I mean, they just got back uh, Marcus Williams. Kyle Hamilton really worries me about Watson. He's a very versatile safety. Uh, he can play in the box. To me, he's a guy that you can look to take away the run game. Justin Houston and Kaleo Kaleas Campbell are ancient, but they're still very, very good pass rushers. And do they have do they have Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey both have a healthy or one of them or is one of those guys out?
2: Peter's played Sunday. Yeah, Peter's is, Peter's played that. I don't know about. Whole yeah, because I watched
0: a little bit of it, and he. Kind of, I watched a couple of plays, and Deontay Johnson got him on one like a push off, but.
1: Like I don't know, guys. This just like I told Mac before the show. This reminds me a lot about the fall of Robert Chazenski. Um, yeah. I, I just think that I think that this is going to be the end of uh, Kevin Stefanski. I don't see them beating the Ravens. I just don't. I I think they're going to lose to the Ravens. I think they'll barely barely squeak out the Saints, and even the Saints, if they got a, I can see Chris Olave given the Browns' defense fits. I I don't know, guys. Like I don't feel uh, the only team I think they're they are guaranteed to beat the rest away is Pittsburgh. I think we that's got it.
0: the Ravens. I think we got them Saturday.
1: I mean, that's what you think, bro. It's just I, I it. it KFC, if I would have showed you Joe Burrow's first half highlights, first half stat line, where he was like 9 to 21 in his final stat line, would you have thought the Bengals would have comfortably won 23 to 10? I would have wanted to see the other stats too on the other side. Yeah, but you just told me no. No, you didn't. Yeah. So that kind of tells you kind of where we are with the Browns. Because that's the thing is, if you look, Joe Burrow did not really play that well, for being completely honest. He had a he couple. He had a couple I even mean, he was Agreed. horrible in the first quarter and the Bengals still won comfortably. Hey,
2: hey, hey, hey. hey. My My uncle's Polish. Okay, and he makes some damn good kielbasa. All right. Don't be don't don't be with the accusations Okay, I understand. <laughs> I'm all for it. Needed, okay.
0: I, I'm here for
1: it um. <laughs> I love poonskis. Okay, what I put that Trogies on record. record. Po- I'm drogies Trogies Trogies. Um, never miss I would like oh, Joey Chestnut eating forty-seven That's of those, forty-seven of those babies I mean, in like three get, minutes, get, whatever it was.
2: The, you get the, uh, the, you know, the sauteed onions, you know, with a little bit of sour cream. Oh too.
1: Yeah, 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 sour oh, cream. No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a ketchup guy for my pierogies. I, wow. I, I we were I've so heard of pierogies. <laughs> we so I, close <laughs> to having a moment. You said
2: ketchup. I've <laughs>
0: never had a pierogi. I'm gonna be honest. What? I don't think it's there.
2: I don't think it's there.
1: Then again it's the south. Okay, then again it's the so south. He we'll probably doesn't even it. know how to pronounce it. We'll add it to the list. Gotta, I'll be honest. Yeah. I'll be honest, KFC. I'm impressed you even know how to say pierogi correctly. I figured we would have called it like a wait. pierogi. or a I don't know. So what what wait, do you guys call the river ripper? What
0: Cuyahoga. See, I call it Cuyahoga. I I say Cuyahoga, but you
2: know, depends who you talk to.
0: Yeah, depends no, who you I, talk to. I don't. I don't, I don't have I'm,
2: the. I don't have the Cleveland accent. So,
0: yeah, you guys talk like this, Parma. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite word to say. Like, that's the only word I can parma. say. in isn't yeah, an Northern accent? It's Parma. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, look. I think when when it comes down to it, and let's look at this. I think also, and I don't know if you can one hundred percent make this right away. I think you really have to start questioning Andrew Berry's talent evaluation. And if you start thinking that his ability to evaluate talent's not good enough, you might have to replace him too. Because I know I know he's your boy, he's your hero, cause he played at Kentuck because he's from Kentucky and yada yada. Jed Willis is a complete Jed Willis oh, is a complete and utter failure. See,
0: I, I I've been on the train, like I don't think his effort's been good the last few weeks, and I'm starting to see it. But I think that where he is a first round pick, and you know how that goes with any general manager, your first round yeah. pick, you're going to keep...
1: The Browns like pedigree. They like pedigree. Like, Taven Bryan was a first round pick. They you, they like taking chances. Kevin Johnson was a first round There's pick. There's the
2: reason why Taven Bryan was available. Exactly. Which That's the thing. He's, he's been stepping it up the past he's few He's been ways. okay. Nope. He's a
1: nope. Nope. Slightly better. He's been better, tape,
2: dude. He's he is out of gas. Okay, uh, listen. Rush, hey, yes, pass pass I wish
1: up, I wish up. Malik McDowell. I cool. wish Malik McDowell didn't get drugged. I'll I mean, say it all. Yeah. That's all I will say.
2: Yeah,
1: when watching I, that, I remember me and
0: Mac talking about that. We were like big on the bring back Malik McDowell, and then that. Situation. Malik McDowell
1: should have been a pro bowler last year, in my opinion. Malik he McDowell was. Is very, very good. I don't think people understand him and like the two Malik's last year. They weren't great, they weren't elite, but they were so much fun than what we have right I now. I'd
2: take them a million times out of a million yep. compared to what they have now.
1: No, like, offense Toki to is unplayable. Elliott, he, he Jordan Elliott's had like two or three good games, but he's not great. So, I will say this: Scooter is low key um, upped his game the past few weeks. He's, he's been made a couple better. plays. Oh,
0: uh, he, <laughs> oh, oh hold up, hold up. What? What if like since he got in that, since he wrecked the scooter, what if it like knocked him into like being better? Knocked some stats into him.
2: Yeah. Well, some stats well, gave him. him gave him powers like in a comic book.
1: Yeah, he, he got struck <laughs> by lightning or something, or no, like, like in the Rookie drunk. of the Year. Movie or whatever, where the guy kid plays for the Cubs, he like, breaks his arm, <laughs> you know, like they like loaded. heal it incorrectly and it throws, like, yeah, he- he- Henry Rowinger, like, and he now, like, is like 12 and can throw like 105 miles an hour or whatever. So, question maybe one. that's
0: sorry to cut you off.
1: Uh, oh, so God. you
0: know, J.C. Bates looked really good in the game. Do you think the Browns clear out some cap space <laughs> and go after a really good safety in J.C. If Bates? They bring
2: back- JJ three for another There's year. No I'm gonna lose my mind. See, okay, okay. So we Here's- <laughs> we and we talk about we and we talk about Jed Wills and you know in his effort and and whatever. Like All I will I, say can we, can we we talk about JJ3 while we're
1: slandering slandering JJ three. The one thing I will say is he's a very nice guy. I met him over the weekend at a Cavs game. He is a very nice guy. I can I can attest to that. Football player football playing effort is shaky. We can say that, but I can tell you he's a very nice guy. If you saw, like I got to dap him up. Grant got to dab him up, too. Um, like, I went back into the club area, and he was, like, signing autographs for kids. Well, at least, hey, he's a good guy. We yeah. Remember, yeah. being positive, yeah. he's a nice guy. Yeah. His football he, he is a nice QB guy. And,
2: and you know what he is really good at?
1: Missing tackles.
2: Trailing every single receiver <laughs> by a solid two yards. <laughs> um, he's also so, really good at putting his shoulder into people and not wrapping up. Um, that was – that
1: I, Samaji Piran play was ungodly terrible. Oh my gosh!
2: Oh, don't even get me started. I I I didn't even rewatch it. I, I did. I didn't want to. I, it, I couldn't bring myself to watch that because everybody just stopped. And here and, and that's the if you want to if you want to take a play and you want to summarize what the Kevin Stefanski mm-hmm. era has been all about,
1: it's that. Yes. Yes, sir. He's right. He's right. There's no passion. Why no are vision you on stopping the before the whistle?
0: So MC says get a left tackle and move Wills to right tackle next
1: season. That's MC. That's an interesting idea, but it doesn't fix the effort problem. Yeah, it doesn't true. fix that. It doesn't fix that. Jed Wills is more interested on uh, playing on uh, Call of Duty, extra points weekend, or Halo, or whatever, than learning about football. But that's like, and that's like a legitimate See, thing. What? I. I Guess uh, uh, number six had a cod partner last year when he was uh, like the, when he was up to like five a.m. Uh, no, before Halo. the Christmas Eve game. Halo, yeah, sorry, Halo. Sorry, never played Halo. hurts a crappy game. So can't confirm. I never played it either. <laughs> People are gonna be upset with that one, Matty G. I, I can
2: tell you that straight up.
0: He's a PlayStation guy. And anyways, so um, you know, shaky game, you know. Brown's got to bounce back this Saturday, but yeah. You know, wait, I gotta talk to the boys earlier. Talked about a new segment called Over or Under Reaction. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, so I've got okay. three. Okay. Are you ready for this one? All right. I think you guys are gonna like this one. The first. One.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah no. no I like. One, this is fun. This is fun. We're having fun.
0: This is okay. If the Browns finish seven and ten, Kevin Stefanski gets fired.
1: Over or under reaction? Under reaction. I think if it's eight and nine, he gets fired. Honestly, I think they're not going to tolerate another losing season. I mean, I think at this point, because especially if you go back, and it's not the record necessarily, but it's how you got to the record. Because if you didn't have the greatest class in NFL history, you'd be you would in this hypothetical scenario where they went eight and nine, you would be nine and eight. You could keep going back and just seeing wins on the table, like going through the schedule, just seeing all these wins left on the table. It's painful, and there's nothing. There's nothing left to blame but coaching at that point. And I think that you're going to see Jimmy grow impatient. And let's look down. We all trash and crap on Zach Taylor, but the Bengals are a lot like Pete Davidson. I can't figure out how they do it, but they get it done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. That's a, that is a good one. <laughs> it's like Pete Davidson. That's messed up. So, um next. yeah, no, I I definitely say underreaction. Um just like Maddie G is it said you could you see the wins on the schedule, and you just get nauseous because here's the thing: even without having Watson for the first 11 games, what every single one except for except for what the um, uh, the Patriots game and and the Dolphins game they were in every single game.
1: You could legitimately argue they teams, should have been. A nine. lot of
2: teams have the franchise quarterback, and they don't even get that lucky.
1: They they should they, generally you could argue that they should have beaten every team but the Dolphins and Bills even uh, the Dolphins and uh, Patriots excuse me even the Bills game I really think they should have won that game they were dominating the Bills in the first half and their own incompetence let the Bills to get the ha- lead before half like and even they made things interesting with the Cade York onside kick at the end like oh, they yeah that's they close. they almost they that was very very close to us having something else to talk about but this is this KFC is why. I think Kevin just isn't the guy. There's coaches, which I, I heard from someone previously. There's coaches that kind of get you out of the mud and like turn you into a competent franchise. And there's coaches who take you to the promised land. I think Kevin is Kevin Stefanski is what Baker Mayfield is. I mean, like, so the parallels here
0: uncanny. You're saying he's the
1: DeMar DeRozan to the Kawhi for the Raptors? Yeah. No, I think exactly. Yeah. And we've seen this across sports. We've seen this across different, whether it be football, like Jared Goff to Matt Stafford. We've seen this all across sports. This is not this is not uncommon, and it's unfortunate. You know, Kevin's a good dude. He's done a lot for the community. You know, he got the – he. Well, he, he, I mean, let's even be honest here. He, he's never won a playoff game. Mike Prefer won that playoff game. Like, I think that's the other thing that we have to keep in mind. Kevin Devansky's 0-1 the playoffs, and he got thoroughly outcoached by Andy Reid in that playoff game. He didn't beat the Steelers. Mike Prefer did. And I think that's another thing is that he sometimes gets a little bit too much credit.
2: Well, I mean, look at the standings right now just across the league. Um, You know, who's got a better record than the Browns? A lot of teams that don't nearly have the talent.
1: And it's just... The Detroit Lions have a better record than the Browns. Yeah.
2: And as great as Dan Campbell is as a coach and as a leader and as a motivator, you can't take those rosters side by side and just say, yes, you know... Detroit's definitely better.
1: I really yeah, like Jamison like, Williams right about now. I like their O line. I love it.
2: They do They yeah. do have a good O line. I will say that. They do. You
1: know, I love And they have. That, and I argue Jamal that their running, their running back duo has been better than our running back duo this year. Chubb's the best of the three running backs, but I'd say both Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift have been better than uh,
0: Hunt. Oh, Jamal leads the league in uh, rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Can I can confirm our fantasy team has. Uh, as a DeAndre Swift, as a
1: DeAndre Swift owner, that pains me. So, um, <laughs> but if you look, look across, the, like it, 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 there's Kevin seems like every he Kevin loves to point the finger. He loves pointing the finger, whether it was Baker, whether it's at his assistant coaches, whether it was at I think one time he blamed COVID, like all that type of stuff. You know what happens when you point the finger at somebody? There's three of them pointing right back at you. And what the problem is? The problem with this franchise is Kevin Stefanski.
0: It's just so. Uh, for the next hard. over and under reaction, the Browns trade cornerback Denzel Ward to free up cap and get a early not early but a first round
1: pick. Overreaction, they're not getting a first round pick for Denzel Ward. I think they'll get yeah. a third or fourth at this point with his contract and lack of production.
2: I wouldn't say necessarily that bad, but I'm I'm kind of on par with uh, with, with Matty G here. Just simply the fact that I, I don't think he's worth a first-round pick at this point. I definitely wouldn't do that. It, like, if I was a coach and I had my ear kind of close to the ground, uh, I mean, you know. Now, granted, as a Cleveland fan, I do think that John Johnson's the problem, not Denzel Ward. But his comments and his play earlier in the season definitely worry me as a GM. Um, you, you know, especially with his contract, it, it uh, first round first round pick is kind of hard for a cornerback. Considering that you, you know he's, I don't, I don't think that Denzel Ward is what we thought he was. It, it just just plain plain as that. And like, I, I don't know if it's just injury. I don't know if it's just if it's scheme. But you, you know, you put on the his most recent tape, and it's just.
1: It's ugly. Okay. Oh, no, it's not Stop that, pretty. Yeah. He got cooked by Jamar last last week, Last yesterday. Yeah. Gross.
0: Over or under reaction, the Browns go on a spending spree, this free agency, and sign two big defensive
2: tackles. <laughs> oh, oh the, I'm so oh. glad I looked up this number today. 2.697 million. That's how much the Browns will have in 2022. Underreaction, they can't afford it. There, exactly. You know, they, they, there's a reason why they had to option, um, you know, Conklin's. Now, granted, Conklin really hasn't played the best, so I'm I, not really sure if they're interested in re-signing him. But you know, he's gone after this year. Uh, we talked about it earlier. JJ Three's gone. Um, yep. You know, it gives up more than likely. Yeah, I, I mean, they're not going to be able to repay Clowney the number that he wants because he, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know him; he's go, he's going to want more money. So, uh, I, I mean, yeah, they're gonna they're definitely going to spend some money to fill some holes, but it's it's not it's gonna all be, tier you know, B,
1: big bucks tier, so, tier two, tier tier three free agents. It's, yeah. it, that's a that's a huge overreaction. KFC, they're like even if you restructure Watson, like they're in such a hole. They sh- I'll be completely honest, this is going to kill me. I was not a fan of them paying Teller or Denzel Ward. I thought those were both bad decisions.
0: See, I was. I liked Ward. Um, I thought what we paid him was a little bit more than what I anticipated. Um, I think that we clear cap space, though, and I think we do get a good defensive tackle. I think with. Getting rid of JJ three that opens up about nine million I believe mm-hmm. or puts us up to nine million in cap space. I think that there's going to be a few uh, cuts. I think that they cut both defensive tackles um, that are already on the roster because Tavon Brown won't actually be on the uh, the roster next year. I think they'll cut it's a one year deal. Yeah, yeah I think it's it's they'll cut ties deal, with so Togia and Jordan Elliott, um, which frees up a little bit more, bumps it up to twelve. You could test the water on a restructure from Amari, see how that goes. Um, and if you can if you can and then also, you know, the league does jump up in salary cap because viewership's been up. So we don't know how that's gonna shape out. That'll
1: jump up by five million. Maybe.
2: Friendly reminder, you do need eight million to pay your draft class.
1: Cause usually it's about
2: nine to ten, but that's with teams that have a first round. Pick Browns do not next year. So
0: yeah. So who do you think that the surprise cut would be?
2: Well, I mean, I, I think it's going to shock some people, um, but I don't. It's not going to shock me, and it's going to be. It's going to. And I, I hate you know, Matty G. You you said it right. You you met the guy in person. He's a nice guy, but it, you know, you need a guy that can close. At safety, and the Browns have not had that guy since. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I mean, you know, T.J. kind of had it with T.J. Ward and Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Gibson. I would say Gibson Deontay was more of the cover guy. Um, Dante yeah, had yeah,
1: seven yeah, good we, games for the Browns in twenty fourteen. Yeah,
2: yeah I, mean, was, I mean, we saw that in spurts, but you know, it, it's they they don't have that uh, closer guy. They don't have the you know aggressive safety. When you game mm-hmm. plan for the Browns defense, where where are they attacking? Down the middle. They don't care. They don't care because they know that Grant Delpit needs a, a literally needs a GPS um, to find his own coverage,
1: uh-huh. and JJ
2: Three is going to be two steps behind the ball anyway. So, you, you know, they they need that enforcer. But the only problem with that is, is that not only do they need a safety, but they still need somebody to rush the passer with Miles Garrett because yep. I, I mean, you, you know, you you had you had a couple pass deflections. By Clowney, by Alex Wright.
1: Um, y- you know, but has Alex Wright had a stack this year? and
0: Alex right has Alex Wright had a stack this year? Nah, I don't think so, but I know he's had the only thing I think he's imp- he's got that's he's, been he's got like three he's got like three pass collections. Yeah. yeah. He's been solid he's six that. seven. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because he's six seven, that's what I would expect. Yeah, no, I mean they're shrewd. Let's be honest here, they're shrewd. Like they really are. I mean, they missed on some picks that were too too key. Like even a guy like Curtis Weaver didn't pan out, who they picked up from the Dolphins on Weavers. He like had like that great year, I think, at Boise State where a lot of people thought he'd be a big pickup. Mm-hmm. He really hasn't done much. Um, defensive line's a disaster. And even going back to Dorsey draft in major nine, like the Browns have just never been able to find someone to pair with Miles Barrett. Like they, they just haven't been able to. Cloudy's been a disaster this year. And you see, some with Isaiah Thomas, but I think with Isaiah Thomas, he's your best. Um, he, you're developing your own version of Adrian Claymore, Clayborne, or Tack McKinley, your third rusher. Like if you look at that, the, they're screwed. I mean, I hate being this way. And the, on some food for thought, someone pointed out to me, Browns drafted Emerson really high. Emerson and Ward, or uh, Emerson and Newsom, are both naturally outside corners by trade. Do you think that Andrew Berry planned to trade Denzel Ward last offseason and Jimmy stepped in and said no, and asked him to keep the hometown boy? I actually think when you put it like that, yeah. Because keep in mind, both Ops, both Ward and News, both excuse me, both well, Emerson and Newsom are outside corners. Wasn't the Ward deal
0: done before we picked Newsom, or uh, before we Ward picked deal Newsom?
1: was done? Ward deal was done in May. Was not it? I thought it was before Watson. Or no. Was it? That's I'm, a joke that was before Watson. I'm I want to say Ward might have been late May, maybe even early June. The Ward deal was later. Was it was mm-hmm. right before training camp? I want to say.
0: Hey, what would be? Would there be a cap hit since it was like fully
1: guaranteed? April
2: twentieth, which would so have been pre-draft. Yeah,
1: right before the draft. Okay. Yes. Right. Never mind then. So um, you think that? Huh?
2: Well, but I mean, let's be honest here. The Emerson pick was to eventually replace Denzel Ward.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, so it, do you think it, that it they the have a game plan? <laughs> Do you think they have a game plan to trade him in the offseason
1: maybe because of the lack of production this year? Dead, dead cap is going to be very tough to, differ, to, to deal with. I want to say it's $20 million in dead cap. Mac, do you want to go do. on, on spot track? What does spot track say for dead cap?
2: Oh, I thought it was spot track. Wow. Okay. Is so it spot I'm track illiterate? or spot track? I thought it was spot track, I but then again, I seriously might be illiterate. Um, let's see here. Dead cap, dead cap. <laughs> So, so for head? next year, it's, like, a, it's
1: uh, like an $80 million cap it dead cap it, isn't
2: it? Uh, pretty dang close to it because 39 million in 2023, 27 mil, 24, 19, 11. And then last year of his deal in 2027, 3 million. So yeah, no, yeah, you're exact. stuck with Denzel
1: word. You're stuck with them.
2: I don't know if anybody wants to pay that. That's
1: the thing. And, like, um, you, you might be able
0: to, dead- if you got like a, if you took like a later pick for him or something, probably get it off the cap.
1: But you just, just told play. me you were expecting you a could. first round pick. No, though. no,
0: I said that over, reaction. Those are just oh, questions. Oh, like, I'm not saying yeah, that that. Yeah, yeah, I, just, I think that we could trade him. Oh, okay.
1: Better. Yeah. I mean, I, I think my hope would be front with front that contract team. would be a fourth, it would be a third or a fourth. I mean, here's the thing is, is like, they're, this is why I think you have to start questioning Andrew Barry because, they're starting to really hurt on some picks, like Anthony Schwartz in the third round. hurts, and even not even just for receivers. Like if they, they imagine, they, imagine how much different this Brown season might have gone if you swap out Anthony Schwartz for Amon Ross St. Brown.
2: Yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt bad. Like bad.
1: Yeah, or even Tommy, or even like if you want to go talk about corners, imagine taking Sean Wade over Richard LeCount. Had some, Sean Waits had some good moments on special teams this year for New England. Like If you go back, you can go and look at all of Andrew Barry's picks. I think the one that hurts me the most still is it over Antoine Winfield Jr.
0: Yeah, that w- that one hurt me too because I wanted uh, Winfield. Just off You know what the shirt. messed up
2: part about it is? What's they that? were like, oh, well, you know, Antonio Winfield, he's got injury history. He's too small. He's not going to be physical enough.
1: <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, who do we take in the third round of that draft? Try to remember now. Um,
2: um, was it Phillips or yeah, it was, was, Philips. That it was Phillips too early? Phillips?
1: You mentioned Phillips. If we would have taken, if we would have taken like Zach Bond or Malik Harrison or there's there's somebody else. I that don't was know
2: I'm... what happened to Jacob Phillips. He was, was good in college.
1: Well, he, he, really sure he was good
2: into college. He was a very sure tackler. Um, I mean, the only problems that his rookie year and last year was just you know he was just not healthy um yeah. he, you know he had um he had the hand, he had the knee issues his rookie year uh and then it was the torn bicep well, um even the pittsburgh game he looked really good well yeah. the pittsburgh game he was great it's it it was the atlanta game that's when yeah. everything started to you know unfold and he just looked lost i i, I don't know i
0: yeah i i just think that there's going to be some player overturn next year I think we yeah. would see some surprise yeah. cuts or trades, like. Well, yeah, so I mean,
2: I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have to. I, I mean, we were just sitting here crunching numbers. Uh, you know, yeah. even with even with rollover, they're which, gonna have to move some move some cap around.
0: Which you never know, like on the cap, like all right, cra- crap
1: Sorry, I was. I just looked up something something from the draft. So, That's all right, it. imagine how much different this Browns defense would be if instead of taking Jacob Phillips, you take Alex Highsmith, who went five picks later. Alex Highsmith went five picks later. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. One thing I've noticed about Andrew
2: Barry. <laughs> and my picture just fell. Found- <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, you wanna you want a summary of this Brown season? That's literally it. Yeah. So we, we might as well clip that for later.
0: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's definitely me. getting clipped. Oh um, my god. But one thing I've noticed is about Andrew Barry there? is he likes to pick high prestigious schools.
1: Yeah, he's not yeah, a small known. He's not a small school guy. Uh, UAB was yeah, very was, out of characteristic for him.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, Jedrick
1: Wills, Bama,
0: Grand Elf, LSU, Phillips, LSU, and, I mean, there's a couple of Georgia players. Jordan Jordan
1: Elliott, uh, Missouri, Missouri, but still
0: Southeastern Conference. I mean, that's a, still a bigger school. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like these, like, North Dakota State, picks like that. Like, you yeah. don't really see that from Andrew Barry. Browns and aren't taking an FCS player. Yeah, except Alex Rod. That was, like, the first one I think he's took. And, and I might be wrong on that, but
1: it's one of his first that he stood. I know some drafting lists were really high on Alex, right? I just don't see what they saw. I just he's don't see it. odds. His it's odds. The,
2: yeah, it, yeah, it's the length.
1: well, like it's I mean the length
2: and his ability so i I will say this um he is just uh, like he's a defensive tackle that people just bumped out to outside. And I mean, it it just looks like I mean, I mean that's what he primarily played a lot in in mm-hmm. college. Was he was playing he was playing inside, and he actually played pretty well. The only problem is is that he was just you know too light in his legs. And I'll agree so, with
0: this. Mc said an elite defensive coordinator would help these guys improve drastically. I'll agree to that.
2: But would Stefanski hire an elite? I, I mean, and granted, I could be completely wrong because I've I've never met the guy. But Stefanski, to me. As and reason why a lot of the reason why it didn't work out with Baker, it's it's the ego thing. I you know it like he well, he's fallen on the sword two years in a row. See, the with thing Joe is, Woods, does he hire that elite? One thing I've noticed, you know,
0: is he likes like Matty G said he does point fingers and he pointed the big finger at Baker last year as a scapegoat. Do you think he does the scapegoat on Joe Woods this year and be like, hey? Our defense sucked this year. Has to be Joe Woods. We got to get him out of here. Bringing a different guy.
2: I don't think it gets to that point unless Jimmy Haslam is just honest with him and just goes, "Hey, you know, if you don't, you don't can this guy. I'll can both of you."
1: Yeah. I've, yeah. If it gets it to that to point, a absolutely. They were they the Vikings together gone. for years. They're buddies. Yeah. He doesn't want to, He doesn't want to fire Joe Woods.
0: See yeah. the thing with Jimmy Haslam. Aver- a lot of people don't like him, but I like. I love Jimmy Haslam because he does not care. He will pull the trigger at any moment. Like the Deshaun Watson trade does not happen unless Jimmy Haslam steps
1: in. Let's be real. No, that's not true. I don't. I, that's I, not true at all. I, like yeah, he
0: he definitely opened up. He told them to go get him.
1: No, you no, you understand. Like I know. Like I know. KFC. You're not from around here, so you're not going to get some of the same media coverage. There's been numerous very well-regarded media people who have said Jimmy Haslam didn't want to move on from Baker, that it took a lot of convincing from both Stefanski and Barry to show him the numbers, to be like, look what we could have done with someone outside of Baker Mayfield last year. It's been reported by numerous media. I, I look-
0: know, but that first when they came back empty-handed, you know, he got he got on that plane and went down there, and he made sure he got him. Well, he had he, to. He that's had that's to what I'm saying. He, he made it happen. Have, yeah.
1: But what I'm saying is What I'm saying is, K- I'm saying is KFC. Is is that you can't say that like Jimmy Haslam wants to take the big swing because he will okay take the he will take the big swing but it takes convincing. The other thing is that he's very very loyal to his guys. Like thing about Johnny Manziel, everyone knows the, the story that allegedly the draft card on it said Teddy Bridgewater, and Jimmy Haslam made Ray Farmer change it and have it say Johnny Manziel. Haslam stuck by Johnny. Haslam love for Johnny basically derailed the Browns making the playoffs in twenty fourteen. The Browns were a playoff team in 2014. Jimmy Haslam sabotaged it because he was behind the scenes wanting to play Johnny over no.
2: no. The only the only thing that pokes their hole in that argument is Alex Mack getting injured.
1: Now, if Alex Mack... Alex Mack getting hurt, is a huge, absolutely, huge, absolutely. huge point. But huge. I, I 100% agree with you. Because, I mean, that def- the Browns defense of 2014 was locked down. Locked down. Remember what nasty. they did to the Colts that year? The Col- They tore two defensive touchdowns <laughs> on the Colts. Justin that- Gilbert. <laughs> Justin Gilbert had a pick six that year that game against freaking Andrew Luck. That Colts offense, I want to say they led the league in scoring and the Browns completely shut them down. So what well, How I'm, about I'm,
2: the the thromping against the Steelers? That yeah. was that was awesome. They dish
1: they oh, won yeah. like 31, they won like 31 10, but I want to say they gave the Steelers like a gift touchdown like 15 seconds left. The defense like just See, completely was, owned the killer Bees offense. Because that was, I was prime, at the, A-B uh, on prime AB.
0: Bengals, um, Bengals Browns game that year in Cincy.
1: Yeah, um, and the, they,
0: you the, couldn't the fake handoff,
2: right? The, yeah. the, the fake handoff where he just goes no 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 like, no no. When
0: no, no. so we like went into Cincinnati and destroyed him twenty one oh, to three. Like yeah, where Andy Dalton oh, had like the
1: good, a the good like okay. worst
0: game any certain yeah. quarterbacks ever had.
1: Yeah, where he had like a pass rating of
0: zero point zero. It was like he had three picks for like seventy yards or something like that. Yeah.
1: It was like the worst, yeah, it was the worst QBR of all time.
0: It was insane. That was, that was definitely, God, bring I'd back say that was petting. the best game.
1: No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> bring him back, baby. Bring, bring him back. back. Bring back oh. Big Pet.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was an underrated just, coach.
0: Yeah. He was. I, lo- I loved him. I thought he was a good coach. I did too. But, you know, I think this has been a great episode, boys.
1: Yeah, I think it's time to put a we blow on this one. Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, it's, uh, you we're, know, we're they, talking about bringing
0: they, back Mike and so we oh, got yeah,
2: to Yeah. All right. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's end it with this. Um, guys, you know, I- as much as we're doom and gloom, the contest, the contest is still on, and we're trying to find a winner. So drop your score predictions, tweet at us, send um, us a message. We, and, we just uh, got to uh, have a uh, virtual thing of it. I, that's what I was getting to. We need yeah. the score predictions.
0: Yeah. We need know. score predictions and, um, there is a little bet between me and Mac. Whoever sells the most shirts uh, yes. wins, and the loser has to jump into Lake Erie, which I've got to do this weekend, anyways. Um, sadly, but yeah. Oh.
2: yeah, yeah, you're up three nothing. So by the way, so K- KFC is up three nothing um, in, in the bet. I was actually talking with somebody, um, and they they said, "Hey, send me a link. You know, this this is interesting. Yeah, like I'll I'll help you out for sure." Um, and they bought one of KFC's shirts because the whole reason why they wanted the link is to see me jump the lake. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, thanks for that. And, and I know they're watching right now, so you, you know, th- thanks for that. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, merch is merch is out. You know, as always, like I said before, coffee mugs are great, um, and as well as we have that team hoodie uh, with all the sayings on the back. So, feel free to yeah. you know
0: browse yeah. around the store. Course, we'll drop the, the link. We're, we're going to uh, drop uh, one soon. Uh, but there is Aren't a Matty G shirt. No,
1: there's not. Yeah. yeah, there is. Well, no, we need a good
2: Maddie G shirt. Well, he hasn't
0: sent Manny the picture yet. I did. Yeah, I did. Did you? Oh, well, Manny's got to get me the picture, then. that's edited, it, and then I'll pop it on there. But, yeah. Go buy some merch. Support your yeah. favorite Browns podcast. And... Uh, <laughs> Go Browns! Hold on, bro. Oh. Yeah,
1: we did. We gotta do score predictions.
2: to do that, that, was the, that. was my whole point. We gotta do the score predictions. Oh, oh. So, so Mr. Positivity's all doom and gloom now.
0: No, I just didn't want to do it because all, one. Do, all, all I'm gonna go. hear is Ravens
2: 932, Browns two. No, I'm not gonna go. I, yeah, I'm not gonna go full. You know, Bo Bishop, and just. <laughs> ram it no <laughs> <laughs> ram it <laughs> I, I love the
0: cleveland Clay, brown's daily crew, man they are top
2: tier. yeah
1: we gotta is, is oh, right. on? yeah huh? yeah yeah is still on there for a reason i thought he left when he became a color analyst Mm-mm. oh no no he's there every day they're they're still going
2: all um, right. But yeah, so I'll go. I'll I'll, I'll start. I'll start. Um, it's as much as I w- I would like to see the Browns win on Saturday. You know, it's going to be my Graham's 89th birthday. Um, you know, so for her sake, I hope the Browns win. But it's going to be a tight one. They're going to lose by a Justin Tucker field goal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's going to be like 19 to 16 Ravens.
1: I'm thinking 28-13, Ravens.
0: I'm going to say – I'm obviously going to pick the Browns because I'm going to be there, so I'm going to say a win. Um, I'm going to say Browns 21, Ravens 20, and you're going to see Deshaun Watson have his first game-winning drive with the Cleveland Browns.
1: Okay, then. So – you know what?
2: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Because I just... Are you getting, the, be, are you getting some nuts. of that brown
0: shoes?
1: No. His first, just, his
0: first game at first, the energy? And it's a game winning drive? Imagine. Because, you know, I think that he takes another leap. I don't think it's like a drastic leap. But I think he has a better game than he did in Cincinnati. And I think he's going to start to, like, kind of win more of the fan base that he hasn't won over just yet.
2: I don't know, man. That's, I, I would personally love to see that. And it would be, again, nice for the Browns to win on my Graham's birthday. Okay? I don't care about upsetting me, but, like, please. like,
0: Do it for Mama Buffalo. Yeah, dude. Graham Grandma Buffalo. Do
2: it yeah, do, Grandma do for Graham. Do it for, Graham, please. Do it for the Graham.
0: It's a two for the <laughs> <laughs> all right i think this is a great wedding the episode um uh, you know as always
2: Go yeah. 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 uh, 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 Browns Go we 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 so uh, uh, we Browns we're still we we're we